0: Unchanneling by John Armitage. The first rule of channeling is open mouth. People make all kinds of excuses not to channel. They make all kinds of judgments about the channelers. A number of years ago, I was double checking some channeling with Ashtar and Ashtar said to me, there's one thing you have to learn Das, there's not a perfect channeler in the whole of creation. Channeling comes through your brain, through your mind. You're also grounding the energy through your body so it's also affected by your emotional body. What it showed me was, if there aren't any perfect channels, then that's all right. It -hmm. just shows you that you must be discerning. Some people really try to give their power away to channelers. There's people that won't go to the restroom unless they consult a channeler. They won't turn a light on. That kind of thing is giving your power away. There was a time in my life when I used to do a lot of personal sessions with people i go to a workshop and then spend a couple of days doing personal sessions. Then, when I actually passed through that town or city or co- country again, maybe the same people or some of the same people would come to me for personal sessions. It was extremely lucrative. But what I realized was people would listen to the tapes over and over again. There's one thing about prophecy you should know. I never make prophecies because these days things change so fast that prophecy is only relevant to the moment in which you make it. When you do a reading for someone, that's a kind of prophecy. You can read the Akashic records, information banks. Me, personally, I keep a block on my records. If you don't do this, anyone can access them. Just say, from this moment on, my Akashic records are sealed and no one can access them without my permission. There are really nosy people about. Prophecy is only relevant in the moment you make it. More and more, that is true in this rapidly changing reality that we live in. A lot of people look back now at the prophecies of Nostradamus and say, such and such happened. It's in the prophecies. If you ask 10 people, each has a different interpretation of what he said. It isn't relevant anymore. He made those prophecies hundreds of years ago. If things had stayed the way they were then when he made those prophecies, they would be relevant now. But because of the earth's changing reality, it isn't true. So that's the reason I realized prophecy is only for the moment. And there are people desperate to give their power away. One thing I really love doing in life is empowering people, not disempowering them. People try to give their power away to channelers, or they try to give their power away to the energies that the channelers channel. I reckon the easiest beings to channel in this age are the Ascended Masters. What they are telling us is that if people try to give their power away to them, all channeling will be withdrawn. They will withdraw. What that will do is to force some human beings to actually connect with their own I am presences for for guidance instead of giving their power away to outside agents. Nevertheless, being able to channel is quite useful. The multidimensional masters, or the lords and ladies of Shambhala, whatever you'd like to call them, have a terrific amount of information to give us. Many of them are actually terrestrial beings. They lived on earth until their ascension, so they can share with us what they went through in the process. They can also loosely make prophecies. Really, the only prophecy I make nowadays is that in 2025 things will be different, and if they aren't, you will have forgotten I ever said it. How do we channel? Through our channel. When you did Shambhala early on, you were given a symbol called the Antakarana. It's an ancient symbol that isn't actually Shambhala or New Paradigm, multidimensional transformation at all, but Lemurian. This is the name of our channel. If you dig a ditch and run water through it, you can say, that's a water channel. So you bring the energy in through your Antakarana channel. Those who do this are called channelers and the act of doing it is called channeling. The information comes in through your antikarana. Your antikarana is also known as your rainbow bridge. In the American Indian tradition, some people were given the name rainbow warriors. The reason some were given the name rainbow warriors, some tribes were called rainbow tribes, was because they had their antikaranas, their rainbow bridges, activated totally. They were in connection with all that is. If you see a person who has their antahkarana activated, you can actually see etherically these rainbow colors going onwards and upwards. That's why it's also known as the rainbow bridge. The antahkarana is actually very easy to activate. When you activate your antahkarana, you will be able to channel energy, which you can convert to information. Channelers do vary, and the channelers vary in their brain capacity. That isn't any kind of judgment. But some people have brains that handle technical details easily. So they're the people who have technical information channeled through them because they're the ones who can sort it out in their brain. There isn't any point in giving technical information to a person like me whose brain does not work with extreme technical things. I can operate a computer, figure out how electronic things work without reading the book mostly. But if you're getting new technical information through, you need someone who has a technical brain to be able to decipher that. And if you've got someone like me who is open enough to bring the love through and information on how to integrate love or how to activate the channel process or whatever, then I'm an ideal person to bring that information through. So everybody won't be getting the same kind of stuff. I find the channeling process very, very easy. It might be the computer syndrome all over again, but I do find it very difficult often to understand why people aren't just doing it. After all, you can walk, you can talk you know how to eat and all those other things, but you deny yourselves that gift, that gift of channeling. And you deny yourself for all kinds of reasons. You deny it because you may not feel good enough, a lack of self-worth. You deny it because you think that the multidimensional masters, the lords and ladies of Shambhala or whatever you want to call them, that are actually better than you just because they've ascended. It's kind of that same religious thing all over again, such as the priests are better than us, so we have to give our power away to them. Or I can't be a priest. They have to intercede with God on my behalf. Very, very deep conditioning, whether it's through Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism, Islam, or whatever. Very deep-seated conditioning. So the first thing that you have to integrate into your own minds is that you are a great channeler this minute. You are a great channeler this second, each and every one. All you have to do is get on with it and don't deny it. We make jokes about channeling where did it come from? Was that me? Was that message from God? Ah, no, I was talking to myself. Shit. Oh, I have a message from God. Why would God be talking to me? God would be talking to me or to you because you are God and goddess. So why wouldn't God goddess talk to you? Why wouldn't the ascended masters talk to you? After all, they've achieved their mastery. That's it. They're not in charge or anything. People think, oh, masters, they're in charge of everything. They're not in charge of anything except themselves. The same as every other master should be in charge of themselves. In other words, integrating their mastery. Other than that, they're in charge of nothing. So there isn't any of the energy of the station master, the postmaster, the schoolmaster, or any other masters you've come across in your life that tried to impress you or force you into doing things you didn't want to do. The ascended masters don't do things like that. The term ascended master, Germain likes this one, merely implies that they've achieved mastery in such a way that they can move interdimensionally without going through the process human beings call death. That's what they've integrated, mastery on that level. So there isn't any point in trying to give your power away to them. They don't want it. They don't want followers either. All they want is to work with you on an equal basis, person what? to person, energy to energy, master to master created being to created being, nothing else. And that's what I really like about it. Any energy that comes to you and says, I am an Ascended Master, you will do this. (sighs) Well, middle finger is the reply. When they say, you will do this, it's control. True Masters aren't going into control, they're into empowerment. I'll say that again, we're not into control, we're into empowerment. They may make suggestions that can make your life easier, that will help you along the path a little bit. But they never say, you have to do this. And they never say things like, if you don't do this, you'll never make it. Because as many individuals as there are in the whole of creation, there's an individual path for each one. That's why religion doesn't work in the way that it's taught. Understand that when things get very, very organized, it all turns into a control system. I love this joke. The devil was walking along one day on earth with his right-hand man. They're just strolling along. They see a man walking along in front of them. The man bends down and picks something up. He says, wow, a fragment of the truth. The right-hand man turns to the devil and says, look, master, he's just discovered a fragment of the truth. And the devil says, don't worry about it. I'll arrange to get it organized. That is the bottom line in all this tightly organized stuff it becomes a control system. So these masters, these beings who have achieved mastery of multidimensionality are never going to try and control you. It isn't the way things work. Empowerment through freedom is the way it goes.